I have been known to pick up a camera and take photographs from time to time. I've been known to pick up a penguin. Penguin. Yeah, overrated chocolate bars. Today is St George's Day. Is it? I shouldn't, as an Englishman, I should know. Yeah, it's the patron saint of of England, but it's the patron saint of quite a few different places as well. I've heard of new technology that can remove ink from paper up to ten times before the sheet itself needs to be recycled. Recycling being a polluting process in it in of itself. It's the twenty third of April, twenty twenty three. But you might be listening at a later date. You certainly won't be listening before that date because we won't be releasing it till then. Anyway, I'm waffling. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit, one of the co-hosts of this charade, the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast, and we don't talk about the countryside as much as we used to. We get listener questions coming in from all over the world, we talk about random things, and we always try and stretch your thinking, uh, and uh, we, we sometimes have guests, but we generally it's just me and William, the co-host, and we allow the, just me and him to uh, space to explore without the the, the, the the reverence you get when you have an expert in the room. You don't necessarily explore your thoughts, you're exploring their thoughts. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit, as I said, and uh, I've been a wildlife gardener for decades and decades and decades. I write about nature, I talk about nature, I make nature part of people's daily life. Who is the co-host and what does he do for a living? Um, I do many things for a living, Stuart. My name is William Manclow. I, I have been known to pick up a camera and take photographs from time to time. I've been known to pick up a penguin. Penguin. Yeah, overrated chocolate bars. Yeah. Uh, but today is actually the 23rd of April. Do you know what today is, Stuart? No. Today is St George's Day. Is it? I'm I shouldn't, making... as an Englishman, I should know. Yeah, it's the patron saint of, of England, but it's the patron saint of quite a few different places as well. But he, I'm just having a read, reading it here is quite an interesting thing, an idea. Basically, St George's Day takes place on the 23rd of April each year to mark the death of the patron saint of England as and other places as well, who is thought to have died in around AD 303 when he was tortured and executed in Palestine, becoming an early Christian martyr. That was really well. I, th- I thought I thought he was, a, I thought because he slayed a dragon. Mm. That's what I've mm. always been told. But anyway, uh, I just thought I'd mark it. He must pretty... exist because dragons exist, don't they? Yeah, they do, yes. Mm. Like, like, like um, shape-shifting reptilians. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're often described as two men sat in a pub given an envelope with a listener question. We open it up and we explore it cold. I think we should um, do that sometime. Yeah. So, should she actually rustle the envelope so people think, no, listen, listen, it's the envelope. Yeah, made me jump then and I thought something was falling down. Anyway, so uh, we will have some guests on at some point in the future, but we all, uh, we've said this a number of times, this is therapy, it recording is, yes. this. I don't, I don't think we, either of us thought it, it would evolve into what it has, but, you know, it's just, actually some of this stuff we get sent in by listeners I've not thought about before. And people say you should you should actually make yourself the experts and do research. No, we're just like you. We, we're just going cold. Before, before we carry on, I, I, just before we, we get into the real, the meat and bones of this episode, I need to ask permission for something. Go on. Would it be possible to, for me, and you normally do this yourself, uh, to, for me to read the question out? You can read the question. I'll, I'll give you a minute because you need to get your voice heard. I need to get my voice heard. So shall I, I'll go straight into the question. Yeah, go okay? straight into the question. Because it's quite a long... It's a statement and question here. Yeah. Uh, so Eddie in Hillsborough... I think that's how you pronounce it. Hillsborough. Um, Hillsborough, Oregon, USA. So that's on the west coast of America. Well, you're probably not on the west coast itself, but... Save for that side of the William United the States. Waffler Man, man close back. So you must call me William the Waffler Manchester then. Yeah, I know. Nobody noticed. <laughs> think, think I got away with it. Yes. Uh, so Eddie said, loving listening to your podcast. And I especially like you don't have expert guests all the time like other podcasts. 
I enjoy the way you challenge yourselves with random questions you talk about. As you say, it's probably therapy for you both with the way you explore the unknown cold and unprepared. You likely get to hear your own thinking only a split second before us listeners. You could maybe consider expanding on the questions further by having more episodes to cover them and have guests or experts on the later subsequent episodes just to mop up the nuances. That could provide material for a series of short ser- mini-series which I see you already do. It's hard to cover all the points in one episode as there's always more that could be said. My question is, for 50 years that I know the concept of paperless societies have been spoken about, yet we still haven't got there. The paper industry is I'm informed, is the fourth highest carbon producing industry in the world. Whether that's true or not, it needs to change. I've heard of new technology that can remove ink from paper up to 10 times before the sheet itself needs to be recycled, recycling being a polluting process in in of itself. This new tech basically vaporizes much of the ink by laser and then extracts the remaining pigment that could be put back into ink cartridges that we buy. I've also heard this tech could be packaged into small devices that sit next to all our printers with us running through it using paper that we've printed on before to extract the ink before we run the sheet through the printer again. To me though, having two devices has a carbon footprint so maybe new printers should have this new device built into them so we only buy one or so we only buy one and produce less packaging. Is this all just playing around the edges though? Shouldn't we be focusing on kicking the widespread habits around overconsumption in all its forms? Yeah, as you were reading that, I was thinking, well, you know, one of the biggest things is do you need to print that piece of paper? Yes. Anyway, because I know somebody who, this is going back about 10 years, but she used to, she used to print off her emails, the whole thread. Um, and, and I think she'd only really just started to, she was used to paper filing and she moaned at me once. She said, I've had to delete the love thread below because the email was getting too long. If you're not printing it off, mm. it doesn't matter how long the thing is because you're only reading the top one. So yeah, do you need to print it off? It's an interesting idea about it, extracting, uh, but I do think that should be put into, uh, and it's not a secondary device. It should be put into one device so we could maybe do that, but. Yeah. I think we're quite lazy. Would we do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it it, it sounds like a it sounds like a solution, um, but the better solution would be to reduce how much paper we how much how much we print. Mm. I mean, we used to print off quite a bit when we had face to face meetings often, Stuart, because yeah. it would be on. A, uh, we'd have the agenda for that particular meeting, um, yeah. and that's what we'd work off. We'd often work off of, of a physical copy. Mm. Um, our habits have changed massively since, since that, um, literally all of our own, our own working, um, agendas, working meeting agendas are all done through, uh, through, um, digital means, aren't they? Through a Google doc, for example, which has an impact itself. It does. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, a good friend of mine once said that actually sometimes running the servers and keeping the servers running can be more carbon, have more impact carbon footprint wise um but i think potentially you can have more control over how you actually power those those servers mm. than 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 you can do with with paper production and paper production in in, in mm. on the whole can then be more polluting because of that yeah i i you might be frustrated that we're not expanding on this but i think uh, eddie co- concisely covers this yes and the action is actually 
just when you're printing something off, do you need to print? Because my printer broke recently, and uh, Mrs. Wildman has got a got got another computer and printer in her bedroom, and uh, I, I use her printer. And I went to try and get my printer repaired last week, and it cost more to repair it than mm. than the printer was worth. Yes. Anyway, so that they said they take the component parts and put them in other things, and then try and recycle the rest. But um, the, that printer hasn't really worked since Christmas, and I've actually probably printed since then because I really have to think because I can't be bothered to go go into the next room to print it or whatever. I've yeah. only printed about a dozen pieces of paper. It really makes you think. Do, what do you need to print? I was going to say also, do you, I mean, do you, do you print double-sided as well? Because mm. that can make a difference, especially particularly with the paper use. Mm. It's a small thing to do, but yeah. Mm. I, I would like to pick up on some of the points that, that Eddie's made early on. on in his question, because I think it's really quite an important thing that we, we're always, we're always looking for the podcast, and we're going off the actual main subject here, but the actual, just talking about the podcast itself. We're always looking at ways of adapting and changing the podcast and just, you know, keeping it fresh for ourselves, mm. correct, right? Yeah. Um, he's saying that, um, he, so he basically uh, the, 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 the crux of what he's saying is, he, so he enjoys our podcast style um, and the fact that you're like, you likely get to hear your own thinking only a split second before us listeners. That's literally the podcast, isn't it? Mm. That's literally how we are. You've got it absolutely mm. on, 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 the, on the money there. But I like this, I like... Uh, Eddie's idea, you know, we, you could maybe consider expanding on the questions further by having more episodes to cover them and have guests or experts on the later subsequent episodes to, just to mop up the nuances. I like that idea. Yeah, and that's what I said in the episode a couple of episodes ago. We yes. could actually do some mini-series by keep visiting this... This, this it's like uh, there's one that's clear it's like the suicide we did one with yeah we did one called leon's law that was with a couple that had lost their son so that's personal experience yes. then we explored one on, on a listener i wanted us to revisit we william and i explored our own views yes and with from our from from our own personal experiences yeah, personal experiences as well um yes. And then we think we might go to revisit that with, with shall we say in inverted commas expert you know just uh but Yes, I I remember uh, be, be, be an expert in a certain aspect, a certain aspect, of course, yes. But you know, experts, you you know, don't get too caught up with because I remember I went on a. It was very strange. I, I went on a. It was a, a guided bird walk, bird watching walk in university parks in Marston Meadows, run by the Marston Nature Group, and uh, there was a whole bunch of us there, and I just went along. I didn't say anything. I thought. You know, because you know, at that point, I I was the, probably the most prolific bird recorder in 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 Oxfordshire. But I just went along anonymously. Anyway, the the the, the one of the guides at three quarters of the way through, because they couldn't stay, lead the whole walk. They had to go. And obviously, I'd said enough for somebody to pick up. Oh, this guy here can help us continue guiding the walk and looked looking at me because i remember i said uh, we were listening to a bird and I, and I said oh there's a bullfinch over there it's just out of earshot but it's over there and i'd obviously said enough with my observations to reveal that i knew something mm. anyway and then unanimously i was voted in as being this leader of this, this co-leader of this walk and I, i'm just here as a volunteer just attendee and you know, i remember this guy with a white white hair it was probably in his 60s, he was looked an interesting character. And he was sort of doing the same as me, sort of 
going around the edges. Not, and I thought, yeah, he's an interesting bloke. And this woman came up to me uh, halfway through. She said, are you a scientist? Because you seem to know a lot about birds. I said, um, I said, no, I'm not a scientist. I'm too open-minded. Anyway, she wandered off and the bloke with the white hair, she, he said, I have to say, he said, I'm a scientist. And I thought, oh, is he going to have a go at me? And he said, you're probably right there. You know, he said, we scientists, we spend our life proving uh, our theory is right and then spend the rest of our career uh, disproving other people who are trying to prove our theory is wrong. Um, and so experts, you know, you have to take with a pinch of salt in a way. You do. You have to be very careful with what we say there because experts are also do know what they're talking about as well. Yeah, um, but but it's sort of... But, but there are... Yeah, they do know what they're talking about, but... And we rely on a lot of experts in our, throughout our lifetime as well. Yeah, it, indeed. But it's sort of like you you also need to have space to explore uh, as human beings. So it's nice... Yes. It'd be nice to have a balance with having an expert in the room who could explore it, not necessarily as an expert, but as a human being. Yeah, so there is always... The, there is a human element in everything, yeah. right? So when, the, when a human being is involved, there's always a human element, isn't there? Yeah. So... Uh, but we we do rely on a lot of experts in our, mm. in in our life, don't we? When we think about it. We do, we do. But it's sort of like ultimately, you're led there in bed. You've just got yourself, you know. And you've just got to think. Right, okay, what do I? I've I've spoken to the experts. I've spoken to the layman, bouchy bouchy, layman, and uh, now I need to form my opinion around that. <laughs> yes, I mean, so, I was just thinking of the experts that make beer, local beer, uh, mm. a local local. Uh, yeah, it's not a very good segue. No, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't, yeah. I don't try good segues. So yeah. you're the segue master. Uh, are you referring to uh, Earth Ale, who, who are the experts at producing uh, ethical ale in Oxford? Uh, I am indeed. Yes, so right. th- they're going to be the ones that are going to be making the food and providing the, the, the sustenance yeah. for the the buffet, uh, the uh, environmental debate live and unscripted at Bothy Vineyard in yeah. Frilford Heath. Oxfordshire, what is that all about, Stuart? Yeah, it's the live incarnation of this podcast. Uh, May the 27th, 2023. It's a Saturday, 3.30 in the afternoon till 9. Guided walks. Uh, We'll sit down and have a a group discussion. Uh, We're with some uh, guest panellists about water and food security. You can say food and water security. Uh, Food and water security. And uh, and uh, we've got somebody coming from Ireland, Tommy Serafinsky, who wants to explore whether you can still eat meat but while, while thinking ethically about it. And, and Tommy's had a, a, an interesting journey in his life yeah. already because yeah. he's originally from Poland. Yeah. Um, him and his partner actually moved there. I'm trying to remember how long he lived there. He has told me. So yeah. why, it's a long time. He's actually a hunter himself as well, isn't he? Yeah, yes. So he's coming in from that point of view. It's going to be a very interesting. He's, he's, got, he's, got, he's got opinions. Yeah. But he's also very open-minded as well. But it's not about him. He's just going to instigate a conversation. Absolutely, you, yes. the audience, can come in. Yes. Say your pen is worth. In the second half, we will uh, have a listener question that we will talk about, and then, and then we will put fourteen random statements into my hat. Now, those statements were raised by by attendees at the pilot uh, live and unscripted uh, about challenges and methods. So, for say, for example. How do you change? How do you keep your narrative fresh? 
um, where, when if you live with a in a house full of people who who don't, don't believe Matt is Matt in man-made climate change, how do you keep your narrative fresh so they don't get bored and and keep listening to you? So it's sharing experiences. It will be randomly drawn from the hat, and it will be a roundtable discussion, and we will. You know, everybody will be able to have a say and then we'll have a buffet afterwards so we can continue the conversation. Anyway, yes. look in the description. What's in the description, William? All the information about the... Eventbrite, where you can get tickets. Yeah, it's going to be a link right down in the description of this episode. Down below. <laughs> Indeed. It's also a fundraiser for Wild Oxfordshire. 50% of the profits will be going to uh, Wild Oxfordshire, who are a local charity here in Oxfordshire, mm. of course. Local charity, local people. <laughs> exactly. Where's that from? Uh, League of Gentlemen, wasn't it? It sounds like it, yeah. It's a Wild Oxfordshire collaborate with numerous individuals, communities and organisations offering expertly collected and inspiring information, bespoke bespoke advice and nature-based solutions. They're looking to create or seeking to create a more natural, resilient and biodiverse Oxfordshire. Yeah, but basically they're about bringing people together to do the best thing for, for nature on their patch, wherever that patch may be. So anyway, that, that, that's a, the, the conclusion of another uh, podcast. I've been Stuart the Wild Man, but he's been William the Waffler Mankalo. Yes, and the next question is from the village of Staten St. John. Stanton St. John. Stanton St. John. I've always called it... Oh my goodness me, I've always called it Staten St. John. Yeah, it's Stanton. Stanton St. John. Uh, yeah, Stanton St. John. It's a bit like my mum always called it Cholsey. Cholesley mm. for some reason, put an extra L in it. Just it's double Chols- check that. Is it Stanton St. John? I always thought it's Staten St. John. Have a look on Google. Yeah, there's going to be a live Google on our podcast. Uh, I, I just thought it was... Let's have a look. It is Stanton St. John, yes. Stanton St. John. Yes, yeah. yes. You should have gone to school. Anyway, so that's about the 2022 Commonwealth Games. Um, interestingly, do, do you know last year the Commonwealth group of countries expanded because I think it was Gabon and Togo joined in Africa from Africa. Interesting. You know, so expanding. Uh, interesting so that question is going to be from Lynn in Oxfordshire Uh, join us then and uh, you've been you we've been us and uh, I'm off to the loo toodaloo